Today on State Scoop's Priorities Podcast from Scoop News Group. Using data to monitor short-term rentals in Scottsdale. Welcome to State Scoop's Priorities Podcast. Every Thursday, you'll get insights into the state and local government technology community. You'll hear from top leaders across the state and local world and learn about the latest news and trends ahead for the industry. I'm your host, Jake Williams. Here's what's happening this week. While more than half of Americans prefer to interact with government agencies online, only about a quarter of them actually use the digital government services agencies develop, according to new research from Deloitte. A big barrier to increasing the use of those services is the complexity of government websites, according to the survey. The Bloomberg Center for Cities officially opened its doors at the Harvard Kennedy School this week. The center, funded by Bloomberg Philanthropies, will offer training to mayors and local officials around the globe. It will also conduct research and provide fellowship opportunities for public officials. New York City opened its fifth Gigabit Center, this one in Staten Island, this week. The opening of the Gigabit Center completes Mayor Eric Adams and the city's Office of Technology and Innovation's efforts to install one high-speed Wi-Fi access center in each of the city's five boroughs. The center provides access to free high-speed internet for residents to pursue employment opportunities, participate in training workshops and classes, and stay connected with friends and family. You can find these stories and more at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. Scottsdale, Arizona, is taking data-driven decisions a step further. Bianca Lochner, the city's CIO, says she's thinking about data-enabled decisions, or decisions, concepts, or projects that wouldn't be possible without a closer look at the data sets the city has. She tells me about how she approaches that work in Scottsdale. Our mission is to deliver simply better service for a world-class community through innovation, trust, and sustainable, equitable public service delivery. So... um, that drive to the, to thrive on innovation while preserving the things that makes Scottsdale unique, I found very appealing. So this is why um, I, I I was very honored uh, when when I got the opportunity to become the city's CIO almost two years ago. So so that mission to uh, to provide excellent service aligns with my passion for using technology to make a positive difference. Uh, I've been in the the public sector mostly my entire career. First uh, starting in education K twelve. Um, and and then um, uh, moving to the municipal um, public service. Um, I also found the the city's Scottsdale innovation principles uh, quite powerful. That are, are the ones that I um, use when I um, as I developed our IT strategy for the next three years. So the first principle is really about empowering the community. We want to give people the opportunity to be on this journey, right? We want to really address problems uh, that are real problems w- within our community. Um, so we engage our residents um, as we de- develop new services. Um, as we uh, try to uh, improve, right, even improve even more uh, the quality of, of their experience um, uh, as residents of Scottsdale. Um, another key pr- principle is to be open to innovation. So we talk about a lot about innovation, but really um, something that has been very helpful for, for us is to say yes more than we say no to ideas that come up. We're, we're willing to give it a go. We, uh, with my team, my team, we're always open to to um, uh, uh, piloting uh, emerging technology to to really partner with uh, with um, market leaders to assess right if if a solution uh, really meets um, uh, the needs of, of what that, that we uncovered. Um, and uh, finally, another principle is about collaboration and partnership. So I mentioned that partnership with the. Uh, uh, external vendors, uh, so building that ecosystem necessary to deliver the ob- objectives, uh, but also internally, we're a very collaborative culture. Um, you know, you look at other 
government agencies, uh, other cities, they're quite siloed, uh, maybe the size or maybe the, again, that, that culture, right? But, but Scottsdale really uh, is, is, is focused on making sure that um, we um, uh, move things forward through uh, through those internal partnerships as well. Everybody's here for the same goal, right? To, to make things better uh, for our constituents. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's in a nutshell, that's what uh, attracted me to, to Scottsdale and uh, you know, what, what Scottsdale really is about that innovative culture um, and putting the, the resident and our constituents uh, um, at the center of uh, what we do and how we really um, seek to always improve the quality of the experience um, uh, through through our processes, through our uh, any services or solutions that we we uh, implement. Let's dive in a little bit to those kind of three points um, a, a bit more. So I want to talk about empowering your community and and sort of what goes into into that. I mean, what are some examples of some projects, some initiatives that you've done that sort of deliver on that on that key part of your mission? Yeah, so I really right focus on innovation, data using data to make not just data driven decisions, but data enabled decisions, and and then making sure that we right protect the environment, but also protect um, our infrastructure. So cybersecurity is another area of focus for my team um, and I. So again, uh, right, focused uh, on the modernizing infrastructure and digitizing government, my team and I ensure that all IT priorities align with that vision of a vibrant, safe, connected, sustainable, and inclusive city thriving on innovative technology. So we really serve all stakeholders by valuing those public-private partnerships, mm -hmm. cybersecurity culture, emerging technology I mentioned about, right? We, 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 we pilot, we try new things, uh, but also it's about putting right, employees there, empowering them, engaging them uh, with those kind of innovations um, and having that intergovernmental collaboration, uh, seamless customer service, and then they don't enable government and, and transparency. Um, so one example of that mission and vision in action uh, is the implementation of a cloud platform that offers new analytics capabilities and fosters innovation. We have more than 1,000 users that are registered on the platform where uh, they can share and upload uh, content, analyze data, automate processes and workflows. And uh, also they, they can generate um, low code apps to modernize legacy and paper forms, right? Um, another example is the automation of water metering system. So we have a very, um, uh, um, I guess, uh, forward thinking and uh, innovating water department, water conser conservation um, efforts. Um, so having the the meters really uh, automated, where um, every you know vehicle they can drop by, uh, signal the, the signal can pick up all those um, you know almost nine, 90, over ninety thousand water customers. So it really adds, adds to efficiencies, improving the accuracy of the data we collect, but also empowers then the residents to really be knowledgeable of their water consumption, and uh, we can you know have targeted efforts uh, for those. Um, conservations for specific uh, customers. So helping them through um, uh, better usage of, of, of water, especially, right? We live in, in the desert um, and uh, that's one of our priorities to be uh, very mindful and, and efficient um, with that. Uh, I mentioned Scottsdale attracts nearly 11 million visitors from around the world every year. So tourism is a vital industry. So it's closely related to, uh, right, to um, another focus area for us. Um, so we have a beautiful environment, uh, uh, 
one third of the the city is uh, preserved, right? The the city residents devoted to um, preserve uh, the, this uh, this part of Scottsdale for for the next generations. Uh, they they bought the lands, we own it. It's not going to be developed. Uh, so consequently, consequently, the environment must be protected for the quality of life, environmental and economic reasons, right? So we use uh, data and smart technologies to improve sustainability goals through like, insights, controls and um, other technology advances that help reduce natural consumptions, but also right, protects them from right, fire and, and, and things like that. Um, so my team made open data available to the public in the areas of environment and sustainability to engage the public and private sector's partners to really gain deeper insights that can spur behavioral changes in Scots residents and businesses, right? Again, bringing them on that journey. Uh, so we leverage AI's capabilities, aerial ima imaginary, and AI to analyze water usage related to different vegetation types as part of Scots's water conservation efforts. Um, so spatial data provide uh, provides valuable context for decision makers, uh, those delivering services and constituents, again, allowing them to ground activity in decision in the physical world, right? Location intelligence, enhanced data streams from IoT sensors and other real-time sources, provide the ability to coordinate uh, practice steps to keep community the community resilient and respond to disaster events by helping conserve water or dispatching for responders uh, crossed emergencies quickly and efficiently. Um, and uh, uh, our GIS uh, team has been recognized uh, by uh, the ESRI community uh, uh, for, for their, again, innovation really uh, being proactive and really being embedded right with all those uh, city departments to, to help them uh, conserve and, and, and uh, help them with the stability goals. Then, uh, right again, I mentioned uh, keeping our city secure and, and really, uh, you know, taking ownership of that. So my team uh, continued to build our fire fiber network. So we're going to build more than 100 miles of new fiber conduit. So this is tying together facilities and allowing for faster, secure connection within the city. Um, so really, this is an exceptional effort, again, voted by the uh, Scottsdale residents to, to uh, finance that, right, because it will have a, a real and lasting and positive impact for the city and re residents, right? So our city departments are now uh, beginning to leverage the city-owned, managed, and secure fiber network to offer increased broadband access and speed uh, and high-quality level, right, to drive economic development, increase security, in interconnect the distributed control units at water treatment facilities, for example, to expand tra traffic lights, um, IoT, right, and improve digital access to our libraries, parks, and community centers. So again, we offer that public Wi-Fi experience, but it really is about connecting, right, every single um, asset, uh, physical asset uh, within the city to um, to build the foundation uh, where we can grow as a smart city. Uh, I think we're one of the first cities in Arizona to um, publish a uh, smart city roadmap, um, again, developed in, in partnership with our communities and our ecosystem vendors uh, to right, set the, the, the goals for the next five years in terms of um, what uh, smart city innovations uh, should be leveraged to, to solve problems in the community. So I mentioned sustainability, right? Uh, improving quality of life, sound mitigation is is one area we're looking at. Uh, Scottsdale is, again attracts tourists. We have 
uh, many people coming here that might be, you know, that might be disruptive to some of the residents who live around those entertainment areas, especially Old Town. Um, so how do we right, balance that, um, uh, you know, making sure that uh, they can enjoy uh, right their homes and and not be so disturbed by 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 the noise. Uh, so that's something that we are looking at to how do we use IoT uh, sound mitigation devices, but data to triangulate right uh, those noise levels, uh, triangulate um, adjusting noise levels for you know maybe within the bars. Um, or other yes, before our uh, first responders officers need to get involved. So again, right, keeping that uh, you know what makes Scott so special, keep keeping that uh, experience for both uh, visitors and and those who uh, live here. The role of the CIO is changing so much because it's not just about you know the wires and the networks and the storage and the cyber, right? It's a, it's a it's a more you're more integrated in the strategic vision of the city, right? When you think about making. Um, Everything from from the you know working with the water to uh, you know noise in the city. I, I mean, all of this stuff is not necessarily in the traditional purview of a CIO. And when I say traditional, I mean you know ten years ago, this wouldn't necessarily be what a CIO was focused on. Um, what's that like for you? What's that like to to sort of be a part of this changing moment uh, for IT leaders? And how does that how does that change the way you approach the work? Yeah, right. This is I, I think. And I'm sure other CIOs uh, shared the same uh, sentiment. It's probably the one of the most exciting times to be a CIO because, right, you really get to uh, to, to to make a true difference alongside uh, your other business uh, partners, your other business colleagues, right. So it also it's all about. Uh, uh, coming to the table, right? But not coming with, oh, IT can do this, but really solving a problem together, right? And coming from, from the citywide um, plan, what are the objectives, right, set by our uh, city council through their engagement with the residents. Uh, and then that triggers down to business objectives or business goals. And then we align technology uh, initiatives, resources, right, to to meeting those goals, but together as a, as a unified team with a unified vision. And this is what is so exciting about Scottsdale that we truly are, you know, standing behind that and we we execute on that uh, together. So, um, you know, as a CIO, I would also say you need to be willing to embrace and enjoy change because, um, again, the role is evolving and you have to kind of come out of your shell and say, you know, I'm not just going to be the uh, the leader that delivers. I have to be also the leader that creates the vision with with uh, the leadership, uh, the rest of the leadership team, right? So you have to to really know, uh, right, where, where technology is going, so be able to advise, but to advise it from a business perspective. So really understand um, business challenges, business objectives. Um, and uh, right, if, if you are able to do that, I think you can be successful as part of that uh, executive team. Um, so again, right, you have to also be a great salesperson uh, because you'll be working and you're accountable to business leaders. So each of whom they they think that you know their initiative is the most important. So as a CIO, you really have to take all those different initiatives and help them see the ones that truly are the most important and be able to prioritize together, right? Uh, because we have finite resources. But again, um, you, you know, you, you really have to be able to to sell uh, on on you know what what the capabilities of IT are to to make that happen together with with the other business 
Um, and, and right, as a CIOs, you have to also be able to interact with people and win them over uh, with confidence, right? So you have to win their confidence at every level, right? I also have to uh, empower my team. So I have to make sure that they have the resources they need. Uh, and then they also understand the vision. Uh, but also I have to right, then advocate for, <laughs> for additional funding uh, to the city council, to, to our city manager, and, and um, prioritize uh, those kind of finite resources, right? So there's always someone who's going to be, uh, you know, who's, who, who isn't going to be in your court. So, uh, so if something goes wrong, you're going to have to explain in layman terms what happened on your watch, right? So being able to, again, uh, uh, understand right how the business could be impacted uh by it and having that uh engaged conversation with with those other um department leaders is really helpful um and uh so again that said the job can be very rewarding especially when so many people come together to resolve a problem right uh you've got to be able to talk to anyone in the organization everyone needs to have the opportunity to to complain right because they might you know, some things might affect them negatively, personally, change is hard, uh, is personal, uh, but you have to be approachable, right? You have to, you're being watched constantly uh, from above and below and every everything you do is analyzed. So most importantly, so you have to protect your people. So my team, right? I try to make sure that they have the, the space and, and uh, the ability to do what they do best, right? They're the experts, they're just, we, we have, I think the most brilliant team in Scottsdale Everybody's so passionate. So, so you know, removing obstacles um, uh, and and automating some things so that they can really do the you know the meaningful work. Um, it is about it is about them, right? It is about the teams making sure they have the opportunities to to upskill, risk, reskill, and really uh, understanding what what uh, motivates each one of them, what makes them uh, you know. Um, um, want to want to continue to be part of of the organization um so i, I can share that uh you know i mentioned that positive culture we have you know every department uh, really it resonates um my department uh most of our team members have been here um for for a large part of their career so in five years 30 percent of my my entire team is eligible to retire because they've, they've stayed with the city right and then in in um eight years, 50%. So again, that speaks to the culture, but also speaks to the fact that we need to really be strategic about staffing, uh, you know, staffing plan and how do we make sure that, uh, you know, as we, we have that uh, section planning, uh, we fill some of the, the critical gaps that some of our colleagues who are going to be retiring are going to leave behind. But at the same time, thinking about, right, what's next, right? Thinking in terms of, um, uh, our cloud strategy, building the skill set to 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 you know for us to, to get there uh, as we build the staffing strategy. So everything has to you know kind of fit together, uh, and it's a complex problem to solve. If you and I talk in a year, um, you know, again with with all of those projects they have going on with that with sort of the workforce issues that you were just talking about, it's kind of looming on that horizon. Um, you know, if we talk in a year, what do you want to have accomplished? What do you want to have gotten done uh, in that time span? Yeah, I think I, I would like to for us to to be able to talk more on our you know the the progress on our data management program, our data story, right? We we have a tremendous data story that we've been we've been sharing with 
with our community, but also with the world. Um, so Viscasa is a city committed to data and continuous learning. The mayor and the city's manager's office are really champions for data. They provide basically level support for data-enabled decision-making in Scottsdale and really setting that vision for continu continuous improvement, right? So in addition to embedding performance and data analytics in our daily operation, we also have run successful projects with the Behavioral Insights team to improve city services. And we also participated in the Bloomberg City Data Leadership Initiative to advance leadership innovation skills. We're actually finalizing our um, uh, uh, partnership with Bloomberg uh, City Data Alliance. So we were we are one of the first uh, 22 cities across um, South and North America to be selected for the first year of the program. I think within three years there are going to be 100 cities participating, uh, but we were one of the first 22. And as part of that, uh, our aim was to. Um, uh, enhance our, our data management program, but specifically to um, uh, create uh, data um, data services, right? So data service standards. We actually published uh, our first one, and we focused on uh, short-term rental as our data service beacon, um, and and that is available uh, for our residents to to interact with, right? So again, it was not about just them um, having access to open data, but really what. How can they use that um, information and those insights to, um, you know, to improve the, their experience, their livability in Scottsdale? So our residents can um, go to sdr.scottsdale.gov and they can see the landscape of the short-term rental uh, in their neighborhood, right? They can see which uh, properties are compliant uh, with with our requirements, which are which are not, and uh, they can also. Um, um, you know, educate themselves and understand better what the city can and cannot do in terms of, um, uh, you know, the experience with their, those, those short-term rental properties. So again, that's one example of empowering the community. And we, from the beginning, engage with them, on, you know, as we do, develop this data standards. We want to make sure that we understand what they need, what would be helpful for them. And uh, that's how we design that uh, data service center. So that's one example, right? Um, so again, we set off, to move beyond simply making vast amounts of data accessible and transparent um, really through enhancing the data practices and capacity and develop the serv data services that address specific uh, problems for residents, employees, and all our stakeholders. So again, we are uh, looking to strengthen our leadership capacity and skills for all our employees, right? We're offering um, data literacy or data workshops to every employee within the city. Uh, we want them to lead confidently with data. So uh, we have established performance analytics um, and data governance structure. We're now standardizing the data practices and platforms across departments to really deepen our practice of using data for policy and decision-making. Uh, we're rolling out a new data catalog. So everyone within the organization will have access right, specific to, to um, what their needs are and, and be empowered and have the, the skills because we're continuing to, to uh, expand on those offerings. So again, it's about investing in the right people, platform and practices. So while SCASA executive team is confident in the data use, we're now developing that organization-wide plan to increase our data literacy, make it easier to simplify data collaboration and build a stronger data culture at all levels. And then empowering people to be part of the solution, right? This is our, I think, our theme, uh, we developed a data strategy to create more accessible data and services for the public. So I mentioned the short rental is one example or beacon, but more and more to come. 
and to build that trust and increase constituent satisfaction by using data to tell that positive stories of public service and then to continuously improve our services to meet the needs of both internal stakeholders and uh, uh, and the public. Um, so uh, we'll continue to right, convene at the executive level around data workforce planning and um, figure out how to continue to leverage data skills and, and, and recruiting and retaining a diverse data talent uh, to sustain our data culture. So empowering people to be part of the solution, stakeholders community engaging, right? This is what makes us, I think, truly, truly unique. Bianca Lochner, Chief Information Officer for the City of Scottsdale, Arizona. You can read more about her and her priorities at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. You can subscribe to the Priorities Podcast at PrioritiesPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, be sure to leave a review or a rating on the podcast page. They make it more likely that more people find the show. This podcast is a production of Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. James Mahoney and Carlin Fisher help put it together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. Until next week, I'm your host, Jake Williams. Thanks for listening.